Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Champumogyong. Champumogyong, Book 6 The World Tours and the Global Mission Chapter 1, Section 1, Paragraph 34 No matter how good they say life in America is, from the viewpoint of God's original heart, America is not promoting true happiness and is not becoming a symbol of honor and glory. God feels great pain when he sees all of America entering a pit of sadness and grief. I once prayed at the Empire State Building in New York. They say it is the world's tallest building and a part of America's splendid culture. But I thought, building, how many people are here in the sinful city of New York who are trying to form a connection to heaven with you at the center? They too will have to pay indemnity. No matter how much I searched, I could not find people in New York who could connect with God's original heart, form a blood relationship with true parents, and become their true sons and daughters. Out of all the people in New York, I could not find even a single such person, nor any such person throughout all of America. Before there were Americans, God was America's owner. Even before there were Native Americans, God was the owner of America. Therefore, the people God loves the most will become the owners of America. The United States today stands in the same position as the Roman Empire of 2,000 years ago. America, which we can call the 20th century Rome, should not be proud only of its own culture, as the Romans were of theirs. America should not become a nation that just makes efforts to dominate other nations. God's blessing is absolutely public. This blessing is not just for a single individual, family, nation, or even the world. God's blessing is for the entire universe. All of you Americans here today must understand clearly how many hardships God experienced and how much he suffered so he could prepare to give this land such a huge blessing. An incredible teaching must be born in this land an incredible teaching that exists for the entire world. One world family must be established here. I love Korea. However, my mission is greater than Korea. It reaches out to the world. My prayers and interests surpass Korea and focus on the whole world. Likewise, American brothers and sisters should not have an interest only in America or pray just for America. It is not just for the American people that you must bear the cross. You must not shed tears just for America. If you are going to shed tears, you must shed them for the sake of the world. You all must shed blood and tears for the sake of the entire world. You must stand in the position of loving America because you love the world. When I came to America in 1965, I told former President Eisenhower to set three major conditions. I asked him what he was going to do to resolve historical, religious, and ideological conflicts. It was originally decided that my visiting time would be just five minutes, but twenty or more minutes passed before we finished. When I said I had to be going, he was sad to part with me and led me to the second floor where he showed me his living quarters. He gave me a personal keepsake, one he said he would never forget. He also spoke proudly about his experiences with Churchill and Stalin. Our Unification Church must make America the number one landing field. When a young man from the Unification Church appears and says something to the world, humanity must agree and say that is true. When I met former President Eisenhower in 1965, I discussed the issue of America's participation in the Korean War. 
I told him that the democratic world must stand in a position to be able to launch a military operation to counter communism. I explained that even if the democratic world wins over the communist world, the communist world would then use Islam to continue its attack. The left wing, which is on Satan's side, has unified religion and the communist world, representing the internal and external aspects respectively. However, the right wing, which is on God's side, has been unable to unite Christianity in the democratic world. God has been planning and preparing a people to send to America for 6,000 years. Since America must defend heaven, we cannot hold hands with or align ourselves with the Cain world. America stands in a leading role throughout the democratic world. American citizens must understand that God gave America boundless blessings for 200 years. He took things from Satan's world and gave them to America. God gave America the strength needed to surpass Satan's world and helped America gain a larger population than that of its enemies. Because God knew that materialism would become a problem, he gave America blessings that would help the country overcome materialism. America is responsible for the strength of the right side, and no matter what occurs, she must defend God and Christianity until the very end. Latin America, Europe, and the Middle East True Father visited Panama in Central America on July 3, 1965. In South America, he visited Colombia on July 4th, Chile on July 5th, Argentina on July 7, and Brazil on July 8. On July 9, Father left Brazil and arrived in Portugal on July 10 via Senegal in West Africa. He then traveled to 17 countries in Europe until August 24. On that day, he departed from Greece for Cairo. In addition to Egypt, he visited five other Middle Eastern countries while continually encouraging the local members. On August 31st, during a pilgrimage to the Jerusalem Holy Ground, True Father deeply consoled Jesus for his heartbreak over having had to climb the Mount of Golgotha to go the sacrificial way of the cross. I met one Japanese member in Brazil who, though unable to speak the language, carried the cross by going to Brazil at a young age to spread God's word. My heart ached when I saw how this member had suffered so much in that wilderness. The world of heart cannot be blocked by borders, military force, or any ideology. That member had gone beyond being Japanese. He had more heart than a Korean. I will never forget the loyalty of those members who were standing on the airfield at sunset, bidding me farewell with tears. If we cannot meet the laborers of unification while shedding tears of sacrifice for the world, this mission will never extend beyond the national level. I prayed as I traveled around Europe. I realized that crossing the Alps is not a problem. Neither is crossing the Himalayas. Fighting on the front line of a spiritual battle is more difficult than either. Because this battle is the path of restoration, this is my strategy. If I am not aligned with the rules and principles of heaven, nothing will be resolved. We are facing a time of urgency. The question is why communism is saying religion is its enemy. Therefore, we are all fighting under the proposition, the enemy of religion is communism. I offered a prayer to God in front of the Vatican Palace in Rome. I prayed, God, this church with over 600 million believers and over 2,000 years of history stands here. However, I am concerned about what will become of them. As you have wanted, we will unite the many divided denominations and religious orders. The Vatican is the headquarters and formative point of European civilization. God and I commune together with a heart of concern over the Vatican regarding what would eventually happen to it. 
there is a principle that when truth and falsehood collide, falsehood will shatter. The day I visited Egypt, governed by the military under Nasser, was the anniversary of the establishment of the Egyptian military. So I examined their military and found that they were armed with modern weapons. I could not see Egypt's industrial development in the capital city of Cairo, so I traveled to Alexandria, which is about 135 miles from Cairo. There I saw the industrial development of the city and thought that no matter how much Egypt boasts, it was not making enough progress. Looking at this, it seemed like Egypt was 10 to 20 years behind Israel. The country's original plan of using the East-West conflict to help develop Egypt was shrewd, but I returned thinking that from now on they had better consider changing their direction. During my first world tour, I took a close look at the Middle East by visiting Syria, Israel, and Jordan. The reason was that I wanted to know how people in the spirit world were working behind the scenes. In addition, the government of Israel provided special land for new immigrants. Israelis have been able to return to the blessed land of Abraham, bearing an ideology of restoration, working to restore sovereignty. When I saw this, I felt that the ideology of being the chosen people cannot be taken out of them. With this ideology, no matter what they go through, they are resolute from beginning to end. When I visited Jerusalem, I saw a sign at the location where Jesus collapsed on his way to Mount Golgotha. I looked at the place twelve times and thought, this is the path of indemnity that Jesus walked. Then I prayed, how heartbreaking Jesus' situation must have been two thousand years ago, as he shouldered the new heavenly mission and entered the desert and the wilderness. Jesus set aside the rich and prominent people of that time and searched for extremely insignificant and incredibly poor Israelites because he understood his Father's heart and desire to relieve the bitter sorrow of these people through their restoration even one day sooner. Anyone who visits that place must offer a prayer of deep comfort to Jesus for his heart-wrenching situation. Only then will Satan feel uneasy and God be comforted. Satan must be brought to weep with sorrow and God must be able to laugh with joy. Due to the fall of Adam, God shed tears of heartbreak and Satan and Adam also shed tears. God and Satan must shed tears on the path of restoration. Restoration cannot be fulfilled until my tears are enough to make God and Satan weep. I experienced many things when I visited Jerusalem. If you were to look there, half is desert. So much of it was desert that I took one look at a large camel and wondered if there was enough grass anywhere for the camel to eat its fill. Seeing that place, I realized that Korea is the most blessed among blessed lands. The grapevines there in Israel did not even span the length of my arm. During the day, the heat of the sun completely dried up one-third of the grapes. The vines were so withered you could not tell what they were. They looked like some other type of vine. However, even though it was very hot during the day, dewdrops fell during the night and at dawn. These dewdrops helped the plants regain their vitality. I felt deeply that, just like the plants that grow on Israeli land, the Jewish people are a tribe that waits for the tranquil dawn when they can cry out in their prayers before God. I see something when I look deeply into Israelis' eyes. There is something that moves me. A song that is sung after one's heart has been deeply moved, induces the best tears and the most soulful prayer. That is why I felt, ah, this is why a new history was able to start here. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. 
Garble is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit garble.org. Thank you.